This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany. Hello everybody and welcome to this instalment of Meatbag. I'm your host, Dylan Bettany, and this week I'm tackling the complex topic of fats, exploring their profound impact on our health, separating the good from the bad and challenging the misconceptions that have fueled fat phobia for the last 70 years. Buckle up for the unsaturated truth about fats. This is episode 13. First off, let's talk about satiety, the fullness factor. Fats take longer to digest, providing sustained feelings of fullness and satisfaction. The high calorie density of fats means a little goes a long way in keeping you satisfied. You see, when it comes to being satiated, nothing beats fat. You know what's not satiating? Quinoa. Quinoa is just a sneaky way of selling bad food to humans. I'm not eating anything that sounds like a Wi-Fi password. And let's not forget the hormone whisperer, leptin. Leptin is the hormone that tells your brain to put the cookie down. Put the cookie down! Including healthy fats in your meals can contribute to increased leptin levels, providing a sense of fullness and satisfaction. But I'm not just talking about stuffing your face. It's about nourishing that powerhouse of your cells, the mitochondria. Animal fats are crucial for mitochondrial health. They contribute to energy production, cellular well-being and overall metabolism. Fats help with nutrient absorption. Certain vitamins such as vitamins A, D, E and K are fat soluble, which means that they need fat to be absorbed and utilised by the body. Fat plays a huge role in brain health too. 60% of the human brain is made from fat. Omega-3s play a key role in brain development and function. These fatty acids have been found to lower the risk of heart disease, depression and arthritis. Our body doesn't make these, so we have to get them from our diets. Salmon, mackerel, herring, trout and tuna are great sources of omega-3s. Including these fats in our diet may contribute to a low risk of cognitive decline and neurodegenerative diseases. They also provide lubrication for joints, helping to reduce friction and inflammation. Without fats, we'd be all creaky. Healthy fats can help with blood sugar regulation because they slow down the absorption of carbohydrates, leading to more stable sugar levels. Consuming healthy fats, such as monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats, can have positive effects on heart health too, by lowering bad cholesterol levels and increasing good cholesterol. If including healthy fats in your diet supports brain health, hormone production, mitochondrial function, aids nutrient absorption, it sustains fullness and can positively impact heart health. The question is, if fats are so essential and pack so many benefits, where did all this hatred come from? Well, a lot of this hate started in the 1950s. In America, heart disease had become the leading cause of death. And it didn't help that in 1955, President Eisenhower suffered a massive heart attack. Luckily, he recovered, but when he returned to the White House, he was advised by his medical team to opt for low-fat diets. Stay away from egg yolks, fatty meats, dairy products, olives, nuts, and even avocados were thrown under the bus. This heightened public awareness of the growing epidemic of cardiovascular disease. Enter the ring, Ansel Keys. Keyes, like many of his contemporaries, subscribed to this belief at the time that dietary fat was harmful and directly linked to various health issues. Keyes was like the poster child for the anti-fat revolution. He came along claiming that dietary fat, especially saturated fat, is the big bad wolf causing heart disease. Keyes hated fats more than my parents hated my first girlfriend. He lumped all fats together and said they were bad news. Historically, Keyes made many mistakes. Firstly, he relied on these observational studies like his seven countries study. Now, observational studies are flawed. They only really show correlations, not causation. Causation and correlations are not the same thing. If you see a bunch of guys with beards and beer bellies, that doesn't mean beards cause beer bellies. It's just a coincidence. 
Secondly, he conveniently ignored other factors that contribute to heart disease like stress, lack of exercise, genetics, individual metabolic differences and other dietary habits like processed foods or high sugar intake. These factors play a substantial role in heart disease risk and should not be disregarded. And lastly, he cherry-picked data like it was a Black Friday sale at Argos. He selected data that supported his hypothesis while ignoring data that did not fit his narrative. We know this because he looked at 22 countries, but he only chose 7 for his study. This introduces bias, it limits the accuracy and validity of his findings. Despite data from other countries contradicting his theory, his hypothesis continued to prevail in American culture. This low-fat mentality became the foundation for diets for the next 70 years. Keys failed to recognise that there are healthy fats, like those found in avocados, nuts and fish, that can actually promote good health. What can we learn from Keys? We can learn from his example and remember to question prevailing beliefs, educate ourselves and adapt to new information. Nutrition is a science that is constantly evolving. We need to understand that our bodies are designed to thrive on healthy fats. They are an essential part of a well-rounded diet. The problem lies in the unhealthy fats, such as trans fats. But that doesn't mean all fats should be demonised. It's about making smart choices and finding the right balance. I mentioned that in the 50s, heart disease was the biggest killer. Well, here we are, 70 years later, and heart disease is still the leading cause of death. All that low-fat diet crap that was peddled to us is worse now than ever. Have you ever tried to eat a fat-free Greek yogurt? It's like licking the lid of disappointment. It tastes like moisturiser. Let's not be fooled by this low-fat propaganda. If we look at America again, obesity among adults has more than tripled since the 1950s. Fat's not the problem. It's the junk that we're putting in our bodies alongside it. Processed foods, sugary crap, all that stuff is what's causing the trouble. We've got to look at the big picture and not just point fingers at fat. The four main types of fat are monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, saturated and trans fats. So monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats are classed as the healthier fats. Monounsaturated fats are typically found in olive oil and avocado oils, almonds, peanuts, cashews, pistachios, sunflower seeds. Even strawberries contain small amounts of monounsaturated fats. Polyunsaturated fats are categorised into omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. Omega-3s are found in fatty fish like salmon and mackerel, flax seeds, chia seeds and walnuts. And your 6s are found in oils like soybean oil, corn oil and sunflower oil. So what are trans fats then? So trans fats, also known as trans fatty acids, are a type of unsaturated fat that have been chemically altered through a process called hydrogenation. Nothing sounds more tasty than the words chemically altered, does it? This process is used to increase the shelf life and stability of processed foods. Amazing. Manufacturers finding ways to make the foods that are trying to kill us last longer on the shelf. This process of turning liquid oils into solid fat transforms their structure, rendering them highly detrimental to our bodies. Trans fats are considered the most harmful type of fat for human health. Trans fats are found in processed foods and packaged foods like frozen ready meals, frozen pizza, battered or fried foods, pies, pastries, cakes, cookies, breads, low-fat butters, margarines, even in some microwave popcorn. Trans fats are sneaky. They're like the Judas of the fat world, pretending to be harmless while stabbing you in the back. 
trans fats don't discriminate. They're an equal opportunities destroyer. They increase the risk of heart attacks and strokes. They clog up your arteries. And when your organs don't get the blood they need, well, that's when things start to go south. Trans fats raise our LDL, that's the bad cholesterol, leading to plaque buildup in arteries and increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Additionally, they lower our HDL, and that's our good cholesterol, reducing its capacity to remove LDL cholesterol from the bloodstream, further contributing to heart problems. And it's not just your heart that suffers. Trans fats create chaos in your entire body. They contribute to inflammation. They mess with your insulin levels, putting you at higher risk of diabetes. They can cause problems such as weight gain, potentially leading to obesity. Trans fats are sneaky too. They hide in foods behind innocent labels like partially hydrogenated oils. Due to their detrimental effects, some countries have implemented regulations to limit or have ban the use of trans fats. Some manufacturers are required to disclose the amount of trans fats present in their products or their nutrition labels. Don't care about legislation, what government bodies or health organisations say. At the end of the day, food manufacturers want to make money. The cheapest crap you find in supermarkets is always on offer because the ingredients are that cheap. They will never prioritise the well-being of us, their consumer, over their profit margins. Ultimately, the responsibility lies on us, the consumer. It's worth mentioning though, although some natural trans fats can be found in animal products, these are different from the artificial trans fats that I'm talking about. The negative health effects associated with trans fats are primarily linked to the artificial forms found in processed and packaged foods. Now going on to saturated fat. Saturated fat, also known as solid fat due to its solid state at room temperature, is found in animal products like meat, milk, cream, and my personal favourite, cheese. Cheese. It's important to differentiate dietary saturated fat from the saturated fat that is naturally produced by our bodies. Consuming a diet high in added sugars and processed carbs can lead to the production of unhealthy saturated fatty acids that can contribute to heart disease. The health impact of saturated fats is one of the most complex and most debated topics in nutritional science. However, in 2020, the American College of Cardiology published a comprehensive review outlining their position on saturated fats. They said, and I quote, Whole fat dairy, unprocessed meat, eggs and dark chocolate are saturated fat rich foods with a complex matrix and are not associated with the risk of cardiovascular disease. The totality of available evidence does not support further limiting the intake of these foods. Even breast milk, over 50% of the fat in breast milk is saturated fat. If that's not nature's way of saying that saturated fat is a building block for growth, development and strength, then I don't know what is. In conclusion, it's time to stop fat shaming our food. Fat is not the enemy. The health benefits of dietary fats are undeniable. It's not about lowering our fats. It's about embracing the right ones. It's about being mindful and questioning what you're eating. So the next time you're grabbing that frozen pizza, keep an eye out for those sneaky trans fats. The responsibility of checking those labels is literally in your hands. See you next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super pumped to have this podcast. I'm here to help you through the unbelievable world of healthy eating. Fad diets, TikTok trends, I'll be debunking myths and deciphering Brenda from Work's food recommendations. Here we'll cut through the fluff and the nonsense, possibly some oversharing, definitely some ranting, but I promise it's going to be eye-opening. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, everybody. This is the Meat Bag Podcast with Dylan Bedenese.